right, and we are live. Welcome to the expansive, uh, our weekly podcast that we do, and that we've also decided to now start doing uh, live every single week. And uh, for those of you who are interested, it's good to know that it'll be every Tuesday, no, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Uh, South African Standard Time. So if you're listening to this from uh, <laughs> from somewhere across uh, the world and you are from SA, 3 p.m. South African Standard Time, my uh, ever-elegant co-host has been reminding me this entire week that I need to keep <laughs> adding time zones. <laughs> To my you know, Eric, it's like it's like uh, you you want to be global and you, you you're striving for global and then you forget you become local. I'm like, dude, dude, dude. South African Standard Time, and we've had so many back and forths on Instagram and Facebook. I'm like, dude, South African Standard Time. Like, oh shit, I forgot, I forgot. So good, yes, it's uh, every Wednesday, three o'clock South African Standard Time. We're going live soon. We'll be on live on LinkedIn as well. So really great. I mean, this is really the trend that's happening, isn't it, Eric? We're moving from sure. digital to virtual. Having this uh, opportunity to go live also puts us under a little bit more pressure because now we can't stop recording and start again. This is actually the live piece of this going on. And so, yeah, exciting to be moving with the times. And how's it going, Eric? How has your week been since our last uh, podcast? And uh, tell us, give us some highlights of what's going on. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, working on marketing my leadership manual that I wrote. Um, what? again, my, my ever elegant co-host <laughs> giving me a lot of flack well, for, for not a, marketing it enough. Here. No, no, let's give a bit of background here. My good friend Eric is so hard on himself that he puts incredible work out on leadership mostly because that's where his head's at. And then he doesn't celebrate his work. He's on to his next piece of work. And instead of him keep writing, I have been urging him to market, appreciate, and give credit to what mm. he's already done. Because I think that's really important. You know, if, if you're not giving yourself acknowledgement, then how, how do you expect anybody else to? And also you put yourself under so much pressure that you think you have to write more where actually just celebrate what you've already done for a while. Give yourself some breathing space, you know? Mm. Who, who's, um, whose words for the year were relaxed, focused? Relaxed, focused. <laughs> yes. Is that Good yours? reminder there, Eric. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm taking that on board for sure. Um, but yeah, no, so otherwise it's, it's been, it's been really good. Um, I really feel like there's quite a bit of momentum picking up again. People are having conversations around leadership, around teams. Uh, I feel like the event space is picking up a bit. Um, what's been happening on your side? Yeah, good. You know, also I think, um, people are requiring guidance and requiring some fresh input. Uh, people are taking a lot of strain. We just saw this week that Japan introduced a minister of loneliness, mm. which is uh, quite sad in itself because what we are is more and more isolated because of working from home and not going to work at the same time, not going to the coffee shop at the same time, not even watching a Sunday night movie at the same time. You remember mm. here in South Africa, we used to have Sunday night movie and then on Monday, everybody was speaking about it. We've almost dispersed all our usual societal norms and habits. And so there's no sharing going on, you know, and through this process of loneliness or isolation, it's a big thing for us to be talking about. And I think many organizations have got not only business issues that they have to deal with and transform them, but also deal with human issues and mm. the issues that people are taking strain with at the moment. And so it's a wonderful opportunity for us to 
share our research, for us to share some insights because we are coming in objective and also we're spending all our time researching topics that fascinate us. And so organizations don't have time for these things. So it's been incredibly busy. It's been a wonderful start to the year and also great to be able to develop these masterclasses to try and help people even further and extend the work and research into organizations. So just this week, I've been speaking to the government of Abu Dhabi, to organizations in Egypt, in Athens, in Johannesburg, in Cape Town, in Durban. So it's been a real global week. Um, I'm really happy with what's happening. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a really good uh, year ahead uh, with companies needing our skills more and more. Mm. It's such a theme, you know, that uh, people will know how do you create cohesiveness when everyone's working uh, from different locations. And I think it's a real challenge. You know, it, it, it really ties back to the word that we're going to be discussing today because I wanted us to talk about being intentional. Uh, you know, coaching is always about intentionality, but I feel like recently in, in many of my coaching sessions, it's just been even more at the forefront of the discussion. And irrespective of what you are trying to achieve, um, cohesiveness being one of those things in teams, the only way you get there is through intentionality. So I actually think the topic that we're discussing today ties in perfectly to, because it's the foundation almost of everything else that you need to do and get right um, if you want to have success in your career and in your personal life. Well, I think it's just about the clarity of where we're going. And, mm. you know, the intentionality is like, who do I want to be? What does it look like? And how do I actually work backwards? And I think it's a great topic because I've been speaking to a lot about my, to my clients around strategy. And often what we think of as strategy is moving from A to Z and moving from here to there. And I, I actually want to challenge that idea of strategy and say, well, let's actually try and work from Z to A and from there to here so that we can work backwards in our process of creating rituals, habits, and behaviors to be in line with the intention. And I think mm. that most people don't have clarity of that intention. And I think you and I speak a lot about that clarity just in our own private conversations. But I think that anybody that has created anything remarkable in the world has first imagined it and then created the habits and behaviors to want to fulfill it. And so I think it's a great topic to talk about. And so tell me some of the examples that maybe your clients have brought up uh, that you want to share with us. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it's all over the show, right? Um, I mean, I, I work with clients who run large, large organizations to sort of entrepreneurs that are still building their teams. And what I re why I want to speak about this is because there's something really magical about that moment when someone gets to the realization that to a large extent, they've allowed their life to be dictated by circumstance or they've just gone with the flow. And then at some point you're like, I want to be more intentional and I want to, I want to take back a certain level of control in my life. And I want to exert a certain level of agency over my life. And like when you, when you see that moment, like it's, it's really magical to me that people have come to that and like, I'm ready to take responsibility again. And then when you think about it, if you leave it there, what happens is that you just get back into the flow of life. And so what I've been saying to everyone this week is that if you want to be intentional, what does it mean? It means that before you do anything else, you have to start planning what your day is going to look like. What is your mindset going to be? What are your behaviors going to be? What does your habits look like? And to your point, like what is it that you are actually ultimately working towards? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you quickly jump in yeah, there. Yeah, there was. Look, a, I think I think there's also two 
two things that I think people do is they become frustrated with the things they can't control. Mm. And in that process of letting, like becoming so angry with things you can't control, you lose sight of the things that you can control and the things that you can actually bring to the party. And so, yes, is the South African government all over the place? Although I'm a fan of Ramaphosa, but are they all over the place? Yes. Are all governments around the world all over the place? Yes, actually they are. Um, yes. Has any government really done well with COVID? No. And do we have a lot of issues uh, socioeconomically around the world? Yes, we do. Now, you have a choice. Are you going to be stuck in the mindset that those things are the ones that are going to be affecting your mood and behavior and, 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 and angst? Uh, or are you going to actually focus on the things that you can manage and manage with intentionality? And then once you've done that, you know, I wrote about this in Future Now, where you've got this opportunity and responsibility to participate in your own state. And by that, I mean, you have this mental, emotional, and physical state that is your responsibility to set up in a way to see opportunities, to see the ability to be fit in both your emotions and physicality. And so I, don't, I think just many people don't take that responsibility, don't realize they can participate, mm. and they get stuck in the things that they can't change. You know, I made a post on LinkedIn uh, recently around how this coronavirus is just a, uh, 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 echo of the world being exhausted. And as earth is because it's so exhausted, um, it's created this balancing and you know, everything that's happened with us once we've had this coronavirus is we've calmed down and the earth is again starting to breathe and it's all those sort of things. And it's so funny, you know, it's been seen close to 90,000 times now on LinkedIn and the positive uh, comments are from females and from young people. The negative comments are from engineers and military men. Mm. And it's this lack of control that they think they have around the world that they are angry about somebody not being logical in a way that they want it to be. And it's a great realization that they've given up that power to manage what they can, what they can do and what they can't do, you know? So mm. yes, I think it's important for us to choose what we focus on. Mm. Um, Two examples from, from my week regarding intentionality. Um, the one is, I think what modern leaders need to be really good at moving forward is context switching, right? And like, so what does that mean? It means that you are operating between all these different contexts as a, as a modern leader. You are leading a team virtually, but you're also leading a team in real life. So there's a, there's this hybrid, um, team that you have to lead. You, have the context when you're working from home of being in work mode versus chilling, right? You have the context of working one-on-one -on -one versus working to a team or group and then to the organization. So it's context switching all the time. So what does intentionality look like for you? If you, once you know that, once you have that awareness, how do you become more intentional? Well, you have to go sit down and actually write out where the different contexts are and then go and fill in what are the behaviors that you would want to see in those different contexts? Like that is what intentionality looks like. Okay. So what you're talking about is in the different sectors of your context, you need to have different behaviors. Yes. And so you saying in that sector, that should be my behavior. And that's what I'm going to intend. So 
I remember last week or the week before you were talking about last the week before you were talking about transactional transformational leadership. So you're saying that when I'm transactional in this space, this is my intention of behavior. When I'm transformational in my space, this is my intention of behavior. So do you Mm. think that we can create intentions both emotionally and physically or Mm. just one? Yeah, I think it's across the spectrum. Like the best thing to do actually is to think, well, so this ties back to being dangerous. Like being dangerous is all about the three aspects of thinking, feeling, and acting. So what you actually need to do, like if you want to really go deep, and I don't think most people will do this, but if you really wanted to go deep, you would say, what does thinking, feeling, and acting look like when I'm a transactional leader versus what does it look like when I'm a transformational leader? What does it look like when I'm leading from home versus when I'm leading in the office? And So let me just stop you there. I think that yeah. transactional to transformation, I think, is a, is a powerful one. What would you say the behaviors should be inside those spaces? Like, what, what, you know, I actually got an email from somebody who listens to our podcast from Woolworths. Sorry, dude, I can't remember your name. Paul Cutty, I think. Anyway, <laughs> he said to me, what would that look like? And um, that's actually a good thing to, to talk about. What, what would be the intentions of those behaviors between transactional and transformational? Um, so first prize for me always is not to actually dictate what those behaviors would look like. I know it sounds like a cop-out, oh. but, but that would always be my first um, go-to answer is that I don't actually want to tell you what those behaviors should be. I want you to create those behaviors for yourself. You need to tell me because there's some textbook behaviors that we might see. Um, I was speaking to an entrepreneur earlier this week and she was saying to me how um, she's a very transformational leader as a CEO and she hired a COO who's very transactional and how that actually in a way um, becomes a really good combination because she can s- have the big vision. She can sit down and think about the development of the organization, where the, what the people might need to do in order to help to fulfill that, that uh, purpose or that vision or that mission. And then the transactional leader can be like, okay, cool. This is what we need to get done. It's like, you know, be a bit more focused on the detail. So I, I, I'm not sure that I want to prescribe exactly what those actions would look like. Well, I mean, just from that, just from that, it's almost like long-term, short-term. Uh, yeah, yeah, patience yeah. and impatience, um, and, and, and toying between those two. I think that's a great example. You know, CEOs should be transformational, and COOs should be uh, transactional because you can't. You almost need both personas inside a business to keep vision up, and also to make sure the back doors close and, and nobody's running out of the profits as well. Mm. You know, um, but but I do I, think okay. you need to think about it from a, a context switching point of view as a leader. Like you need to be able to do both. Like you can't just be one. I think that I think you're selling yourself short. Um, the biggest leaders that we can think of, and we named a few examples the previous time, you know, if you look at Elon Musk or Steve Jobs, like I don't think any of them are confined to one leadership style, like transformational leadership. They dip into other different styles as well. So, but, but to come back to the idea of intentionality, it's just like you, you have to create the container and then the intentionality is filling in the container with details. So the container is transformational leadership. The container is transactional leadership. Intentionality is filling that in predefined ideas, behaviors, mindset, rituals, uh, uh, behaviors. And then you strive to live into that. That's what intentionality looks like. Um, the, the other thing I, I thought about was also Remember last year, like I, I got to this point. So this is where relaxed concentration came from was I was just like, I was so 
deep into trying to solve a problem that I couldn't solve it. Like I was just, I was too deep down the rabbit hole. I was too frustrated and too anxious to try and solve this problem. And just the moment like half I, an hour ago, Eric. Yeah, well, that's a, it's a theme of my life. Here. That's, that's why we have a word for the year, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, I threw you off. No, there. no, okay, it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, so what I realized is you need to create the space, right? Like you, you need to create the sequence that's going to enable you to solve that kind of problem. And so again, that's what the intentionality is about is that you want to be a better triathlete moving forward. Intentionality is more than just saying, well, how do I improve my cycling while I'm cycling? Or how do I improve my running while I'm running? The intentionality is saying that this thing is really important to me. What am I going to do before the event and after the event of, of this thing happening that's going to help me be better at it? Like it's a recalibration of every action and thought in your life towards a specific end state. Like you were saying, like Z to A. So the intentionality is, is sequencing all of that so you can get to Z once that's been defined. Sounds super Yeah, theoretical. and I think, you know, no, but that's great. I think also we mustn't just uh, exclude leaders. I mean, exclude normal people, not normal people, just people who aren't leaders, <laughs> yeah. but just like people that are in the space of living life. And, and I think many people just don't have that uh, uh, intention of wanting to do something extraordinary ordinary or wanting to create new relationships and so it's also part of their daily intention setting or journaling or 90-day cycle intention setting so that you have this almost like continuous goal that you're driving towards which helps you change your behavior you know i spoke to a guy this morning um who i'm going to be working with he's an insurance guy and he he, he just rattled off like I don't know, six Iron Man, three and a half Iron Man, this, this, this. He was just going through it. And it was, he's a hundred kilos. He's a big guy. And I said to him, I was like, dude, that's unbelievable that you've been doing this. He says, I have to have at the beginning of the year something that I'm working towards. Mm. And what that does, it anchors me into something into the future. And I thought that was fascinating. And I think how many times we go through life, months, years, that we aren't anchoring ourselves to the future. I know somebody else who actually books his holiday from his current holiday so that he nice. knows when he gets back to <laughs> like life, that. he's got something else to actually be working towards. And that's also intentionality. So mm. it's not about becoming a triathlete or writing a book. It's almost like I want to be better friends with my friends or I want to be better friends with new friends. That's an intentionality. Jeez, I don't know what's going on here. Intentionality. Did you get those brain supplements that I told you about? Yes, yes. I only okay, started good. them tomorrow. Wanna... So tomorrow okay. I'm going to be super clever. Good. Today yeah. I'm still averagely clever. <laughs> uh, tomorrow watch out because uh, tomorrow it's going to be game on. Um, yeah. So so I think it's available to us in small doses, big doses, and all doses. And it's something we shouldn't take for granted. Mm. So that's a very good topic. I'm yeah, glad we covered um, it. I, I want to just end it by saying that, you know, I think the magic that I'm talking about that I see in people's eyes is that it's the moment you go off autopilot, you know, and there's mm. like, that's the only way to live life. You can't live life just going through the motions. And mm. it is incredibly easy to fall into that trap because our brains mm. are just wired to, to help us live life easily, you know, to yeah, not have us convenience think about and everything. Habits, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. So I think the, that, that spark is like, Oh yes, this is, this is other way of living, which is that I get to be more intentional. And mm. the challenge is that 
as soon as you make that decision to be more intentional, everything mm. in you is going to try and autom- automate that again. It's going to try and like, mm. cool. Oh, so you want to be, you, you know, you, you want to make new friends? Cool. For a while, you'll be very intentional with that. And then I'm going to automate it in the background. And you're not going to realize mm. that you're not living intentionally mm. anymore. Mm. And so mm. you have to continuously have some sort of system in, in place, whether that's your own journaling mm. or whether that's a friend that keeps you accountable or something. But you need mm. to have something that brings you back into the awareness of whether you are mm. being intentional or whether you have slipped back into this autopilot mode. Brilliant. And, and I want to I also say there's three things we should all be intentional about right now. The first one is our immune systems and health. We're in a global pandemic. We mustn't relax about it. You know, I, I'm continuously focused on how do I make my immune system stronger? What am I doing with my health and vitality to keep me younger for longer? Um, and, and that's really important. We must never let go of that. We can't let go of, of, of that responsibility for this uh, animal that we've been given from birth mm. to when we die, which is our bodies, really, right? Uh, the second thing is, is is reinvention because we must realize we're moving through this process of globalization to digitization to dispersion to online to digital to virtual. There's just so many things that are shifting around what we do and often we find ourselves fighting the wrong fight or in the wrong sector or in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so really it's about reinventing that. And ultimately, I think really important in a time of isolation and a time of dispersion is connecting with other people. And this is a big one for me. You know, you've got a fiance and some dogs and so you've got your unit. I don't have that. So for me, not having that unit, and I think many people not having that unit, or even when you are within a unit, what are you doing to reach out and connect with other people, to have that engagement when it's not available to us like it used to be? It's important to do. And mm. if you don't do it, what you find yourself is a loop of maybe loneliness or in a loop of irritation and frustration and just like not having people around is a tough thing. So make sure you, you follow all three of those intentions. Yeah. So um, as thank always, you so much. Brother, well done. I think uh, our second attempt at going, well, this is our third attempt at going live and I think it went a lot more smoothly. So thank you for that. Um, yes, and to everyone you. listening who tuned in, um, as we said in the beginning of the episode, we are going to be doing this every single week. We are going to be going live on a Wednesday at 3 p.m. South African Standard Time. Um, and if you miss this, you can also listen to it via the podcast because ultimately uh, the expansive podcast is available on iTunes, on Spotify, and we love seeing new reviews. Wink, wink. Uh, brother, thank you very much. Okay. Good. And one last thing. If you this was helpful to you, please share it with somebody you think they could do with hearing it. Uh, and always remember that Eric and I are keynote speakers and strategists, and we work with organizations all around the world. So if you need to book us for your next event, don't be shy. Ciao. Yeah.